Today we're starting a brand new series on Premier Radio. We're going to be calling it The Search for Destiny and Purpose. You know, two of the oldest questions human beings ask ourselves is, who am I and why am I here? What's life all about, you know? Is it possible to know? Can I find out? Somebody called Thero said that most people live a life of quiet desperation, quietly trying to live up to high standards, and especially if you're a Christian, while aware that there must be, there has to be more than this. However blessed we are during our worship and fellowship times, some of us have to get through the rest of the week accompanied by feelings of emptiness. We are Christians, though, and we so we don't like admitting it. You know, we are told that we're of infinitesimal value to Father God and that the most important thing for a Christian is to choose to believe that eternal fact even if our lives do not always look that way. This raises questions. Does Jesus have more for us? Is the born-again experience all there is? Or is it then to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Is that the ultimate? Have you ever stood looking at the stars outside? What do you experience? A sense of destiny? Or a sense of desperation? Or a mixture of both? To be a born-again, spirit-filled Christian and still live with a sense of unfulfilment, even as we worship, pray and study the Bible, is not really what Jesus meant when he said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. So let's ask the question, is there something beyond the experiences of salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit? As a young Christian in a communion service in 1980, I felt a strong uh, compulsion to open my eyes and look around. And as I did so, the whole congregation in front of me seemed to turn into rows of tombstones. And, and I, I felt a deep impression that um, these words came through. My, my people are living in death, not life. And I said, what do you mean, Lord? And the answer came back, there are many of my children who have given their lives to me but remained at the foot of the cross. Scripture expressly states that Jesus came to give life and not death. Yet many of our mentors and teachers uh, have not put across the message um, uh, of passion and vision. And so we've been taught to just make do with what we have. As fabulous as it is to have a grateful heart, of course, most Christians have been fooled into accepting the lie that the salvation of a human soul, as momentous and most important in eternity as it is, is the end of the matter. But I believe the Bible teaches us that it's not the Omega, it's the Alpha. It's not the end, it's only the beginning. In Ephesians 2 verse 10, we're told that everyone is called and chosen by God, and everyone who has been appointed has a set of what the Bible calls works. Is this scripture just pointing to a lot of chores that we have to do? Or is it an indication of something infinitely more exciting? And if it is, are we selling ourselves short by just accepting that fact? 
further was jesus boring is the holy spirit boring is god miserable or was he dynamic energized exciting enthusiastic happy fulfilled and passionate was it well i'm just getting by doing the will of god or was it let me show you what my father is really like i believe that the bible tells us that everything god made he made with a purpose and a function in mind genesis 1 verse 26 and 28 god's intention for man was that he be fruitful and rule over the earth this was man's destiny the man was to represent god the father on earth but something went wrong sin entered the world and communication with god was severed mankind progressively lost the knowledge of his destiny and purpose the man was then doomed to find his own way stumbling around in the dark without the light of jesus to show him what to do and mankind has been suffering under that curse ever since no wonder we live in a world today that has lost its way it's lost its purpose it's lost its significance and when things lose their sense of purpose the result is chaos there's no order it's just random elements doing their own thing lawlessness and when people lose their sense of purpose the same thing happens societies communities organizations friendships marriages countries churches and nations lose their purpose and calling and what do you get you get frustration confusion discouragement disillusionment anger suicide even apathy boredom no destiny no passion and no meaning we need to get in touch with the fact that jesus wants to give us meaning to our existence and so this is what prompts the questions true meaning to life can it be found are we condemned by a cruel god to live out our lives with a sense of desperation and frustration even king solomon the wise wrote meaningless meaningless all is meaningless in ecclesiastes 1 verse 2 you know he tried everything and he wrote about his increasingly frustrated search for purpose and meaning i'd propose that nothing much has really changed since his day we've had much motion much activity but no real purpose or vision many people have experienced this and copped out they're living lives away from the madness but it's only half the story the answer cannot be to cop out there has to be more to it than that yet solomon did not in all his glory and wisdom know what we the church know jesus words ring out through the centuries i have come that they may have life and have it abundantly that's in john uh, chapter 10 verse 10 life in all its fullness we have been brought from death to life i believe it's been sitting under the church's nose for years and we have not fully believed or grasped the gospel that through jesus death we can enter into our true destinies we can go boldly into the presence of the father 
and we can find out the purpose for which we were made. Are there any clues we can look for? And how can we find out the purpose for something? The answer may be as simple as saying that the purpose for something can be discovered by its design. In other words, you wouldn't design something to hold water and then have a hole in the bottom. You would design it not to leak because its purpose is to hold liquid. So clues can be found in the way something is designed. You know, many years ago I was, I was really puzzled by the Genesis account of creation and the scientific account of evolution. I took my youngest daughter to the Science Museum one Sunday afternoon only to come face to face with a display that starts off with an ape and ends up with a man. The caption read, therefore, man is an ape. Looking through the displays on that floor, all intent on proving that theory, uh, I found a cabinet with certain bones in it which were taken from different creatures. This was supposed to prove that the similarities in the construction of the bones was down to nature, a natural developing of one thing into another, proving that we're all related to animals and fish. But I knew that the Bible said there was a different kind of flesh for animals and a different kind of flesh for humans. So it really couldn't be right. And as I was pondering this and wondering how to explain this to my little daughter, it suddenly came to me that the reason for the similarity in the bones was not because there'd been a development of one from another, but that the similarities were there because they were all designed for the same purpose in different creatures by the same mind. When you get a perfect design, you just use it for everything that has the same purpose. So the clues are inherent in the design of something. You know, if I use something for another purpose than which it was designed for, I subject it to an abnormal use. In other words, I abuse it. One of my favorite illustrations is that in my office, I have a mug, which I use to hold my pens. It does the job very well, and I'm extremely pleased with it. Uh, but actually, the mug was made to hold liquid, not pens, uh, and because of that, I am subjecting it to abnormal use. I am abusing its purpose. Taking it a bit further, you know, if uh, I reckon if it could speak, I'm not sure that it, it would be totally happy with what it was doing. It would have a sense of satisfaction because it was made to be a container, and it was containing but would it feel a bit cheated? Would it feel like it was missing something? Although it was holding something, it was not holding the right thing. It was containing my pens, not liquid. If I were to take the pens out and put a cup of tea in it, there'd be a sense of, ah, oh, that's better, Eureka, I found it. That's what I've been looking for. I knew there was something better, and now I feel fulfilled. Further, after this, if you then offered that mug a change of vacation for a million quid, it'd be crazy to accept it because it had found its destiny and would know that it would never be totally fulfilled doing anything else but holding liquid. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the biblical principles behind destiny and purpose, and I think it's going to be really exciting. So in the meantime, God bless you. 
and be kind to one another.